0: It seems almost every day, companies, large and small, are announcing promising new research and therapeutics for many diseases. These not only give hope to millions of people, but to investors who are hoping, well, to make a killing. But good science isn't enough. They're brilliant
1: scientists, but by definition, uh, their worldview may not have included
0: business. Hi, I'm Irene Silber. Matt Meyer is a lawyer by training, but legal advice is only part of his job at Wilson Sonsini. Meyer recently sat down with the Vanguard Network's Ken Banta to talk about the importance of leadership and legal advice in the life sciences. Meyer started off explaining what Wilson Sonsini does and why he works there.
1: It's one of the leading law firms that supports uh, the life science industry. Essentially, this is a 60-year-old firm that consists of 900 attorneys based in the United States, Asia, and Europe. And our core focus areas are technology and life sciences. So the opportunity to come in and build a business advisory practice, which means a non-legal group dedicated to supporting life science companies with business needs, really is kind of a perfect opportunity for me, having spent uh, a couple of decades now with various life science companies from big pharma, like Pfizer and Novartis, as well as several startup and emerging growth companies. So Wilson Sonsini ha- offers a great platform to support those companies really from their inception uh, through maturity to uh, larger, larger sizes where the issues become more complex and varied.
2: Yeah, so Matt, you know, I think it's uh, quite a, a good fit for you actually to be doing what you're doing now because it does tie together those two strands of your career. But uh, you know, I think it's also beneficial to uh, to CEOs in the industry because and and uh, and senior executives because um, you know now more than ever uh, they they also need really practical advice about how to get things done. And as we know, um, as you get higher and higher in uh, in companies, even as a GC. You know, you're more and more involved in issues that are not strictly legal, they're more uh, the right thing to do, the best idea, kind of counsel. If you think about where a lot of companies get, get hung up, it's typically around legal
1: issues, whether it's uh, compliance, which as we know, is an increasingly uh, hot button for regulators um, in terms of off-label use, whether it's intellectual property disputes or regulatory matters, these are all inherently legal concerns. So I agree with you. I think whether you're a senior executive on the business side or a general counsel, um, having a a working knowledge and and appreciation for the legal pitfalls is is of critical importance. So that's definitely one aspect of of what I enjoy doing at at Wilson. However, I'd also add that there are a lot of company building challenges that uh, I help uh, clients with whether it's how do you pitch and successfully raise capital, whether it's 500,000 or 50 million, there are certain things that uh, you, know, you have to do well. And some CEOs and executives, I think, have a great talent for that. And others, uh, you know, can, can benefit from additional uh, learnings or whether it's partnering. Uh, as you know, a lot of smaller companies uh, where their management teams may not have the big pharma experience Aren't sure how best to position their products and understand the process when you're working with a much larger and more complex large pharma company. So that's the neat thing about what I do is that it's such a varied range of of work that I that I uh, uh, have to handle and and support.
2: Yeah, you know what uh, I think we find uh, at Vanguard, uh, which is complementary to this, I think, is that uh, increasingly uh, the executives in 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 life science companies, which are often smaller companies, uh, either sometimes uh, pre-commercial or, or only recently commercially uh, viable, is that uh, they have a lot of science smarts, uh, but they don't necessarily have a kind of bigger world or, or leadership smarts. And uh, you know what I think uh, is important and becoming more and more clear is that these uh, executives have got to develop those skills or you end up, um, having a a very expensive uh, uh, sort of um, rotation where the initial uh, executives get tossed out by their investors and the investors bring in new leadership and then those leaders often get tossed out in favor of yet further leadership when really you'd like to see uh, the original uh, leaders continue but they they need to be able to broaden their capabilities. And I think it's kind of interesting that that's really what both of us are doing in different ways.
1: Yeah, no, it's a really good point. I I, I agree with that. Uh, they're they're brilliant scientists, but by definition, uh, their worldview may not have included uh, business, uh, business issues. So I think, yeah, the, the ability for Vanguard and Wilson Sonsini and this business advisory practice to support these folks in their development and their boards and shareholders uh, to ensure that they're able to execute flawlessly, both on the business side, as well as the the, the science slash clinical side is, is a great uh, great value that we can bring.
2: You know, uh, what I find about uh, the GC role is uh, that it's quite a unique one. And uh, while I've not been a GC, I've been around a lot of them. And now we uh, work with uh, dozens of them at Vanguard. I, uh, I think that the critical factor is, again, leadership. I think they go from being a lawyer to a leader. And uh, as uh, recently as Earlier this week, I was having a conversation with a woman who's the head of a uh, pretty large law department uh, in a pretty large company, and she was talking about how her role is now uh, 90% uh, things outside strictly the law, but it's based on legal knowledge, but she's now a counselor and advisor to the CEO and to the board. She's making lots of uh, non-legal decisions. She's got more and more things actually coming under her that are not even related to the law, and uh, I think the way that... uh, lawyers are able to do that is partly through their own uh, personality and a real interest in uh, how to get things done and how to look around corners uh, and are not you know caught up in just the law Uh, but then they also develop their skills you know i think it's a it's a personal development process of uh, taking on things that are outside the law department uh, and having a level of eq that goes beyond what most lawyers are doing which is uh, working in somewhat in a silo on on legal matters so it's partly personality and it's partly uh, their own self-development, I think. Uh,
1: I think that's, that's absolutely the case. And uh, as a, a former general counsel in a couple of companies, uh, what I always tried to do was to uh, develop a trusted relationship with the CEO and really the rest of the management team for that matter. And you know, first and foremost, I think your job as a general counsel is to protect the company. You need to be the risk manager in chief. But in my opinion, the GCs that do it the best are those that are able to look through those risk issues with the lens of a business person uh, to understand that it isn't just a yes or no decision. Most of what you're being asked to weigh in on are nuanced gray areas. And the best GCs are those who can appreciate risk but keep the outcome and the objectives of the business in in mind. And that really, I think, leads to being the proverbial consigliere that I think the best GCs uh, develop with their CEOs so that that individual can call the GC and feel confident that I'm getting advice really as a a peer, as much as as a, a lawyer. And in fact, probably better that you're just talking to me as, as a peer. And yes, I'm a lawyer. Yes, I'm charged with looking at something from a risk perspective, but I'm really advising you more holistically. You know, what really motivates me and excites me when we talk about advising companies, the clients of the firm are, um, you know, as you point out, there aren't a lot, a lot of these companies are small. They don't have the resources typically where they can afford a GC or a chief business officer. So I try to impart in them the best of my perspective and you know, readily acknowledge that I don't have all the answers, right, that's that's the the challenge in business is that oftentimes the playbook has not been written for a certain uh, issue or question. And you, I think the best we can do as leaders is to take our own experience, understand and listen carefully to what the client is telling us, and then try to provide the best recommendations and insights. And and that's typically what works. And, And keep in mind that at the end of the day, we're trying to help companies and individuals be successful. And that's the greatest satisfaction, right? Of course, it's great to see them doing well, but really coming at it from a source of, hey, I wanna help, I wanna leverage what I've done in my career and and provide that uh, in a in a positive and constructive way uh, is is a great motivator and I think it resonates uh, typically with with people. It's easy to uh, to get down uh, on on things whether it's the political climate, the economic uncertainty, the pandemic generally. But if we just think about life sciences for a moment, ultimately we're in the industry that's going to pull us out of this uh, challenge because it's going to be a vaccine coupled with uh, additional therapeutics that are going to solve this, this, this problem, in my opinion. So even if you're not in that part of life sciences, the point is it's never been easier to uh, start a life science company. There's more capital available. And with the tools that we talked about that have come out in the past 10 to 20 years, whether it's the zoom uh, meetings or just being able to conduct clinical trials virtually. Uh, There was the expression, the FIPCO, the fully integrated pharma company, which was all the rage 20 years ago. Today, it's the opposite most of the time. It's the VIPCO, the virtually integrated pharma company, which means you can outsource a lot of this. So I feel that if you're a scientist or you're a business person, or you just wanna be involved in making a difference and finding a cure for cancer or a therapy for COVID, what have you, there's probably still no better time to get into the industry to try to achieve that than there is today. So I'm I'm very
0: excited uh, what the future uh, will hold for for our industry. That was Matt Meyer, the Chief Client Corporate Development Advisor for Wilson Sonsini, talking with the Vanguard Networks Ken Banta. Real leadership podcasts are just one of the membership benefits of the Vanguard Network, which organizes events publishes content, and connects C-suite leaders. Our mission is building high-performance leadership. If you'd like more information about us, please visit our website at thevanguardnetwork.com. I'm Irene Silber, thanks for listening.